0: guys and gals, welcome to the Oxford Holy Club, a place where we ready ourselves to give an answer for the hope that's in us. We will also try to answer your questions, random questions from the interwebs, and have some fun too. So put some seatbelts on your ears because we're in for a wild ride. <laughs> hey Oxford Holy Club, it's your host Beardman. And Cool Breeze. And Cool Breeze. I I'm so disappointed that we just spent the last half hour trying to get that live stream going to, but to no avail because something weird happened because I wish they could have seen what you were just doing <laughs> dancing along to the intro music.
1: Yeah. Uh, but I don't know if I would have
0: done that. Oh, I think, I think it was, you were moved in the moment and the moment or the <laughs> spirit got a hold of you and, and you just did, you did your thing. Yeah, maybe. Uh, um, Oh, good grief! Well, uh, listener, Andrew and I, Cool Breeze and I, have had uh, quite a time trying to get this episode going. You know, whether it's uh, personnel troubles or uh, or program troubles, it's we just basically said, "Okay, hit record. We're we're gonna record." And so, so here we are. uh, But we're excited. We we had our, our warm up our pre warm up dance during the intro music. Uh, you might not realize that we do that every single time uh, that we record this podcast. But
1: uh, you got to be careful though, because you don't want to warm up too much that you're out of breath. Yeah, that's a real real possibility for me. What?
0: No, man, you're you're look at you. You're drinking a what is that? Buble or
1: bubbly cherry flavored.
0: Right. So health is what I'm saying. <laughs> oh yeah. You're not going to get winded <laughs> just if by only. A dance too hard. Help me Oxford Holy Club. <laughs> uh Andrew, I just want to thank you man. Uh after all of that, everything we've just been through, I want to thank you that you cleared your schedule and we're here tonight. <laughs> that it it means a lot man. Thank you.
1: Yeah, you know, no problem. You know, priorities. Speaks
0: a lot, right? Hey, you know it speaks a lot about you as a as as a as a man, as a husband, as a Christian. Um, you know, just being committed to to something and and following through on that commitment. You know, says a lot. <laughs> it says a lot.
1: Well, thank you.
0: Do we let the, clearly? There's an inside joke here. Do we let them in on the uh, inside joke? I think so. Alright. Do you want right. why don't you why don't you hit us up with what's going on? Andrew, talk talk to us. What happened?
1: Well, this was supposed to be is this was this gonna be like the first time ever for a foursome?
0: Yeah, this was supposed to be the first time that we ever had four people on the podcast.
1: Yeah, and there was a really great name that somebody came up with for the podcast and everything. Yep. Yeah. I don't want to say it out loud. <sighs> somebody bailed and then Somebody else bailed and, and then you're just left with the two best uh, people.
0: That that's right. And and it was it wasn't even so much like a bail as though I got something better, see you later. It was they both wound up being double booked.
1: Mm.
0: Wait, what if they're doing their own podcast together?
1: Yeah. <laughs> they're reading the same script. <laughs> Go through it faster than we can.
0: Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, even live streaming without any issues. Oh, darn it. Good on them. Well, uh, before we get into the episode, just want to remind you that if you want to follow the podcast on any of the social medias, you can do that Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And our handle is at Oxford Holy club. You can also connect with us through email if that's what you'd prefer to do. Uh, and send in any questions that you want and we'd be happy to read them on the air try to answer them anything like that uh, and we wouldn't read your name unless you told us to same thing with the one minute voice message you can leave those for us using the link that's provided uh, in the in the episode description and we'll put it on air unless you tell us otherwise all right andrew what's going on yep. with your what's going on with your life uh how ha- have you been well i've been
1: pretty good it's good September is an interesting month because you know everything is starting again. and so this week is trying to plan for all those things to start, which is hard to start. <laughs> uh, well,
0: I, not that I want to try to one up your story at all, but I am day three into a, <laughs> into this job. Uh,
1: my story's
0: better. Well, I'm day three into the job and I'm like, okay, I said to the pastor today, um, I'm like, so Friday's coming and I think teenagers are going to expect something, but I, but I haven't met with, uh, the previous youth leader. Um, we just haven't had time to meet. It's been getting ready for school and, and all that with the kids. And so, uh, I'm just like, oh my goodness, Friday's coming. And I'm, I mean, I'm fine. I can put together a youth program and, and do stuff and all that. Um, but I was kind of panicking a little bit, but nothing starts till next week. So that gives me time to meet with the youth leader to kind of get up to speed on what they do. Just like, what does it look like here for youth ministry? Yeah.
1: that's cool. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. I, when I started uh, at my church, nothing Nothing was going on ever, so like it's not like I had to panic and jump into programs, so I can't imagine having to start and then immediately jump into programs
0: yeah it's it'll you know what it'll be all good, so you're getting going as have you got your schedule all laid out for September?
1: yeah, I mean we got all our start dates and stuff we're starting we start a little later than normal because our church just seems to be a little slow coming back from summer and everyone getting back into routine. So we purposely start a little later. Um, but, uh, so I'm adjusting to that kind of mindset, but we, you gotta do what work.
0: Well, everything's contextual, right? So if that's your context, it's not a big deal. Some people hit hit September hard and they're full blown back in first week. Other places, they, they do it differently and that's, you gotta know what your people need and, and what works. um, so now, because we don't have the other two gentlemen, a lot of our notes and things will kind of have to adjust. Not, nothing serious, but anything that you see in blue that Lucas wrote, um, let's, let's read it and use it as our own. Yeah, definitely. Should, should we do that? <laughs> okay. Um, okay. So Andrew, I'm gonna, I am going to ask you, you have two children and you've got the, the how, old's, how old is your new one now? Uh, three months. Wow. Three months. And you'll have to forgive me. I'm, oh wait, Lincoln, is that?
1: Nailed it. You nailed it.
0: Yes. Got it in one. <laughs> All right. So Oliver is two going to be three soon. Am I right?
1: Well Yeah. You're,
0: you're on two for two. Woo, okay. Tell me what's it been like having a second child? Was it what, was it what you thought it would be or you know, hit hit me with
1: so, it. I, I want to be careful not to sound like too, like, anyways, I'll just say what i want to say and then I'll explain it. But I went in with Oliver kind of naive thinking, you know, with the attitude of, oh yeah, nothing's going to change unless you want it to change. And I can still do all the things that I want to do and all the you know, all the naive things that a new parent would think. And I was just shell shocked. Like I, it was very difficult to adjust to having a child and Oliver has never been a great sleeper. And, uh, you know, so there's just always been that, you know, dealing with that one main thing. And so Coming up on two, I was like doom and gloom. Like, (laughs) this is going to be so difficult. I don't know how we're going to do this. Um, And it was, I just didn't know what to expect, but I was expecting the worst. And I would say that it has been significantly easier. And I'm not saying it's easy, but significantly easier than I thought it was going (laughs) to be. So uh, I've been quite happy with the whole experience so far. The whole two-parent experience uh, thus far for me has been good. Um, and so I would say um, yeah, go for it. I don't know about three, but... Uh,
0: no. no. You probably looked at, at uh, myself and Lucas and were like, if those two dummies can figure this out and make it work, I can make this
1: work. Well, probably not. I didn't look at you two, but... That's definitely something oh, that came out of our mouth when we looked at some parents. <laughs> We're like, if they can do it, I can do it.
0: Maybe, is that, is that, a, is that a good lipness test for when you know you're ready to have kids, when you start saying things like that? <laughs> Look at <laughs> them. If they can do it, surely we can do it. <laughs> that can't be a good way to go into it.
1: Well, you got to convince yourself somehow. I suppose. You're, ne- you're never going to feel ready. That's true. Um, now
0: normally, uh, normally our bald eagle friend would jump in here and he would give us what he's called a hypothetical. Now, it's been he's done a lot of them over, the, you, know, over the last year and, and some. And I've said this before, but hyper er, hypothetical, that anytime I put that word into Google, it always comes back with, do you mean hypothetical? Hi- uh, hypothetical. Hype, Hi- I can't speak. Help me out here.
1: Hypothetical?
0: It, I,
1: don't know. I
0: don't know. <laughs> You know, a situation and you're like it um, you're um, hmm Yeah like
1: hypothetically.
0: Hypothetic yeah, hypothetically. But but he's got something called a hyperthetical. Hype you know uh, yeah. and and it and and so it's always we've always done these hypertheticals and it's, it's been hard for me to say hypothetical, just the normal word as evidenced by the last like minute of me choking on the word. Uh, anyway, I've digressed. We we have a hypothetical situation here, Andrew, and uh, all right, let's let's hit this. Do you do you you want to read it?
1: Oh, I'd be honored. Here we go, uh, and then you can rate me on how much better I read it than Lucas.
0: Okay, that's <laughs> so that's what we're doing.
1: Yeah. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. How long do you think you would survive if food stopped being? Sh- Oh man. <laughs> They're messed up. Uh two
0: two, so two bald eagles out of five.
1: Okay. That's good enough. How long do you think you would survive if food stopped being shipped and you had to grow it slash forage it yourself?
0: Um now if Lucas were here I think he'd want to tell us that he has no hunting skill. And he'd like to think that he can trap, but he would probably just go for potatoes. Um, and maybe let's see what what else would he say that he would need to provide a service worth um, oh a service that's worth food and yeah. and I think Lucas would picture himself as a court jester, perhaps.
1: <laughs> Hard
0: to tell. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yep.
1: Yeah. Think. i don't know how many i don't know how many potatoes he'd get for for his jester work but
0: well it's weird because he lives in fredericton and is fredericton really known for potatoes
1: no i mean they're getting close so you know an hour up the up the highway there that's potato country
0: oh oh where is that now i feel like i know
1: Carleton county
0: okay yeah i guess in my brain i always go back to pei um because if, if this happened, if food stopped being shipped, potato become, potatoes become currency in PEI, That yeah. <laughs> like that is what we'll use to buy and sell things. Everybody thinks it's a chip that you're going to get with the mark of the beast. It's potatoes, people.
1: Yeah, PEI for sure. I'll, you'd literally be on like a desert island, and it would be potato everywhere.
0: Uh, first thing you do, if this happened, first thing you do, you go blow the bridge. <laughs> right you got to keep those mainlanders off and because you know they're coming for those potatoes i mean it was it potatoes that that turned around the irish no that was an irish potato famine was there a yeah. lack of potatoes
1: <laughs> i guess so shoot <laughs> <laughs> and apparently that must have been what they survived off of if it was a big deal
0: I guess so. How long do you think you'd survive if food stopped being shipped and you had to go? So recently at Big Lake Camp, um, during our family camp, the power went off long enough. The, the power went off for the equivalent of a church service amount of time. So, well, no, a camp service amount of time. So a couple hours, the, the power had gone off. And um, the re, um, there's a point to why I'm telling you this. Um, I'm, a- anarchy ensued we still did a service and all that, but people kept flushing the toilets at the camp and then everything got, the the whole system got messed up. The power was off and there were people that were freaking out at the camp manager uh, about like, when's the power coming back on? When are the toilets going to work again? And all this stuff. And he has no control on any of that. Right. And, and so the, we get these, you know, Christians that have definitely lost their sanctification that are going out there ripping this guy. The point is this: that was just a couple of hours, and the power went out, and the toilet wouldn't flush, and and people were losing it, losing their minds, and they were all hunkered in their cabins with their cans of food, just kind of looking over their shoulder the whole time, and uh, and so what would happen if if it actually if if the collapse happened and food stopped being shipped? Yeah. How would you do? So,
1: I just want to touch on. What I think you're saying, which is that the Baptists would handle it better than the Nazarene,
0: is that because they're not a holiness denomination?
1: <laughs> well, we're getting above my my level of
0: they're, knowledge here. They're entirely in they're uh, eternally secure in in their in their food supply. So
1: yeah,
0: there oh, we go. We're, uh, <laughs> um, how would you do personally, though?
1: You know. If okay, so this is just uh, because where I live, there is uh, an insane amount of deer. Like, <laughs> there's probably a fifty percent chance if I looked out my window right now, there'd be a deer. So for a while, I think I'd do okay. Now I've never killed a deer or um, any of the things that come along with being able to eat deer meat, but I figure it out. So, I give myself like a couple months.
0: Now, keep in mind you have a wife and two children now. And we grow we grow some some lettuce in the backyard. You, you think you're going to you think that family's going to survive on lettuce and whatever you can do with a deer? <laughs> <laughs> That's your plan, Tiffany. It's okay. I got this. There's deer and and I think there's a lettuce patch at the neighbor's.
1: Actually, there's rhubarb in the back. I saw
0: it. So. Now careful because those leaves are poisonous. I, I believe. Is that, is that true? Rhubarb leaves? I don't know. No, buddy. <laughs> You're in for a world of hurt. Look at this lettuce with the red stalk. here. Have this. I, I think I'd be okay. Only because I grew up on the farm and it was, um, it was a potato farm, obviously. And, um, but there was also dairy and different animals. And while I wasn't heavily involved in in that, um, you you pick a few things up. So I know how to I know how to grow a crop and and take care of that. Um, and I've hunted before. I've gone hunting, but it's been a long time. So, and I'm pretty sure that I shot a decoy. But whatever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I think I'd be okay. Now, if I had to go forage it, if I had to go out into the woods and try to figure out what you can eat out there, that would be trouble. Huh. Could not do that. Not I couldn't identify uh, something that is good versus something that's not.
1: Well, I have watched a lot of Man vs. Wild. Okay. And uh, I can tell you for sure that it would be of no help to me. Because I don't remember any of it.
0: Yeah, no. I just remember his name is Bear Grylls, and, and that's all I remember.
1: I have, um, you remember Survivor Man? I have the book. I have the book too downstairs, so I would pull that out and I would just <laughs> be like, how to <laughs> deer? All right, I can't do that. Uh, how to grow lettuce. All right.
0: Oh, good grief. Listen, Andrew, we've got a question coming in from Yahoo right now and it's from user Dario. And he asks, are you afraid of Santa? <laughs> this question kind of just jumped out at me. Uh, Because it seems so innocent. And I love when these kind of questions come up because my favorite thing is to scroll through the comments and see what people say about it. So the question is, are you afraid of Santa? And uh, Yahoo user Bethany says, we had nothing but a few items that was handed at church. What does that mean?
1: It means, because I I figured it out, I cracked the code. (laughs) She's saying that they didn't have a lot of gifts other than what was given to them at church.
0: So is she afraid of Santa though? I mean, well, uh, we had nothing but a few items that was handed at church. You, that was handed. What, I, about, what was handed in at church? What if they were, what if they hated Santa? Cause they always had to take their presents to church and give them away.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a possibility. Could that be a
0: way of interpreting that? We had we had nothing but a few think, items
1: that was handed at church. I think she just uh, saw an opportunity to have some people
0: feel bad for her, and she wrote that uh, sentence. Okay, user 52-year-old man says, afraid he better not, I, I feel like this guy yelled when he said this, afraid he better not stop at my apt apartment because I'll beat or club him. Why, you ask? Every Christmas since 1987, Santa has been giving me a lump of coal. Uh 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 So it sounds like Santa should be afraid of him.
1: Yep. I I guess what we're missing out on here is if Dario is asking this question, he's afraid of Santa, right?
0: Yeah. So there's – I guess we're not really helping Dario by just reading these things. So Dario – um I'm not I'm not afraid of Santa. Um now I'm not gonna get into the arguments pro or con about about whether Santa exists. We're not even having that argument. But what I'm going to tell you is this I'm not afraid of Santa. However, I can understand why someone would be based off of the songs that we sing about him. And <laughs> and and in today's, you know. Uh, in today's culture Santa's a creeper Um, by every definition you know how does that song go he sees you when you're sleeping he knows when you're awake he knows if you've been bad or good so be good for goodness sake you better watch out you better not cry you better not pout I'm telling you why
1: what's that that song would not have flown if it was written today
0: no you could not get away with that thing Santa Claus is coming to town it's such a such an innocent like yeah Santa Claus is coming and he sees us every moment omnipresent Santa. <laughs> not, on, not only that, but don't you dare misbehave, or 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 he'll beat you. That's so I can understand why Dario is probably afraid of Santa because it, he's envisioning uh, this omnipresent always. You know how people are; they're always afraid. They 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 think of God as as the the big guy with a beard with a hammer that's always watching, ready to strike. I think that sure. I think that people have got him confused with Santa. <laughs>
1: yes, yeah, that's a good uh,
0: assessment. You think so? For real? How about you? Are you afraid of Santa, Andrew? Come on, let's let's milk this thing for all it's
1: worth. <laughs> I'm not afraid of Santa, but uh, I understand why a child is afraid of like a mall Santa um, oh. when a parent says, "Here, you need to go take a picture with this strange man." That's right. protest and we get upset and I, I can understand why they would protest. Well, don't you spend all of your time.
0: I mean, your kids are still, you know, brand new, but as they get a little bit older, you really try to reinforce. And I guess at, at the age Oliver is at is like, Hey, don't go anywhere with, don't go anywhere with a stranger, right? Yeah. Stick with mom and dad, stick with your siblings, but don't, you don't ever go off with somebody. And then you, and and it's like, and if anyone ever offers you candy or a present, absolutely not.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Right. But, but, but this guy's cool.
0: But this guy in the mask that's clearly, clearly dressing up this grown man who is dressing up in a mask, who's got candy and, and, and a gang around him of like-minded people in, in green clothing with shoes that curl. Absolutely. Get right in there. Go get your candy. Yeah. Let him know where and let him know where you live so he can bring the gift. Yeah. Right?
1: R- write him a letter. Write the stranger a letter.
0: Yeah. Write the stranger a letter and and don't forget to tell him how you've behaved all year.
1: Yeah. <laughs> right? Good grief. What have we done? Uh I it's funny because and then he gets all the credit. Oh. Gift. I I know somebody, and they uh, they're like, can't, Santa brings the, the sucky gift. We bring the good gift <laughs> and Santa brings the socks and the clothes. And the, that's like, I'm not. They just are outright. You know, they want the credit <laughs> for the good stuff.
0: You know what? Practical Santa. I can get behind that. I, Harmony is at the age right now where she's. Where she's asking, well, she and she's been asking every now and then. And I'm always torn uh, when when they ask about stuff like that for two reasons. I'm torn because number one, I don't want to lie to my kid, like I don't want a face lie to my child. The other thing, though, is this, and this is this is serious. But um, kids are like kids are becoming so desensitized to everything so fast now that. They, they, they don't they don't I don't know they don't have that magic in their life where like life is magical where there really is a Santa and there really is like a tooth fairy and I know those things might sound dumb, but to a kid, at least to me when I was a kid like that was that was magical yeah right and I, I wanted my kids to be able to have that where like there's this excitement and there's this mystery and and all of that around these things. so when when they start asking is it real, I'm so torn. So I usually turn it around on them and argue about, you know, the impossibility of arguing and uh, (laughs) uh, like the non-existence of something. Right. Uh, Anyway, what would you do when it comes up? What are you going to do?
1: I don't know. As I like to say, that is future Andrew's problem.
0: Well does present Andrew have uh, does present Andrew have any advice for future Andrew so that we can go back on to the records and, and have a listen? <laughs> no he does not. Okay. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, future Andrew, if you're listening to this, uh, you do you, man. You do you. Yeah.
1: <laughs> there. Sorry, future Andrew. So,
0: okay. Well ladies and gentlemen, it's now time for our not a sponsor break, the part of the show where we highlight a product that we feel does it better than anybody else, but they won't support us financially. This ad is just for the men. Can I- can I legally make that noise? Anyway, I'm gonna tell you all about a new cologne called Explorer Mont Blanc for men. Let me tell you about this, men. Mont Blanc announces a new male pillar fragrance that comes out on the market in February 2019. That means it's already hit, it's there. Mont Blanc Explorer tells the story of adventures, quests for excellence, challenging conventions, and exploring the four corners of the globe. From South Africa to Haiti, Italy, Germany, and Indonesia, Prince Edward Island, Oxford, and beyond explorer my mont blanc invites you guessed it explorers on a fantastic journey giving them the opportunity to discover the rarest ingredients and manufacturing methods that combine craftsmanship with latest technology wow did you know a cologne could do that now it's made up of a bunch of different things i'm gonna try to read them having never read them before the top note oh pure bergamot French sage. Pine pepper. That was easy. The heart. vetiver, Skin. (laughs) The base. patchouli, Coca. Ambrofix. Trademarked. Acagalia wood, which is a registered trademark. I've never heard of a cologne taking you on a journey. Having said that, shortly after I bought this, I moved my whole family to another province. So who am I to say? So come and join me on the adventure because in my opinion, nobody does it better at helping me smell good and taking me on crazy adventures than Mont Blanc Explorer for me, not a sponsor. All right, listeners, and we're back. Now we flipped our whole questions that Christians can't answer to questions that Christians are asking. And Andrew, here's one. Um, there's, I, I found a website uh, as I do that, uh, that where there's these 10 questions that Christians are asking and there's all kinds of literature and, and stuff on them, but I thought it'd be fun for us to kind of go at it as well. So the question that Christians are asking, and I've certainly heard this, uh, is this. Is there only one way to God? I'm going to insert cricket noises there <laughs> in post.
1: Well, I thought you were going to answer first.
0: Well, no, I want to give you the opportunity.
1: Oh, okay. Well, when I read this question, I mean, I, I think the answer is, yes, there's only one way to God. But when I read this question, I immediately thought of uh, Ephesians 2, verses 8 and 9. It says, For it is by grace you have been saved through faith and this is not from yourself. It is a gift from God, not by work so that no one can boast. And I think that, uh, and I think you're going to talk more about the way to God. But when I, when I thought about this, a lot of times uh, we try to convince ourselves that we can get to God by what we do. Right. And that's an easy trap to fall into because it's hard to accept that this gift is free naturally like in the society we live in you got to work for what you want right Mm -hmm. and so i immediately thought of this whole you know we want to work we want to do and i'm a doer i like to do things i like to feel like i've helped and and contributed and so for me it's easy to fall into that trap of i need to do these things you know because it's the only way i'm going to get to heaven is if i do all these really good things but that's not how it works. Right. How does it work?
0: Well, Well, I read this and, uh, and I had a few different thoughts and I, and I agree with you. So just on, just on the outset, we're going to talk about how it works and why there's only one way. Um, But I know what I, I'm going to argue some semantics here because I know what they're asking. If the question is, is there only one way to God? They're thinking of, you know, God, the father, And like they're, they're, you know, they're thinking of the complete package, only one way to God. So what I'm going to say is going to sound really messed up. And so bear with me because God is three different parts, Um, right? Father, son, Holy spirit. So, you know, Jesus says in, uh, in John 14, six, he says, and it says, Jesus said, Jesus said to him, I'm the way, the truth and the life. No one comes to the father except through me. Uh, So, the only access we get to the father is through Jesus and the Holy spirit though has gone out ahead of all that. And and it's something that we in at least in the Nazarene church, but I think in the Baptist church as well, we call prevenient grace where uh, the Holy spirit goes out uh, working on, working on everybody to try to bring them to God. So is there only one way to God? Uh, I'm I'm just processing this, so I haven't formulated some written down answer, Andrew, that I'm gonna you know just spit off. I'm tossing this out. Yes, Jesus is the only way to salvation and the only way to the Father. But is there more than one way to find God? Uh, uh, like uh, I, I I just wonder because there's. Uh, I don't want to. I don't want to say something that I don't want people to hear. What I'm not saying. I'm not saying that. Okay, go join, um, you know, a Satanist organization or some different religion, in hopes that you're going to find the Christian God. That doesn't make sense to me. What I'm saying though is that is is there only one way to God? Um, I wonder if there's different paths that will lead you to a point.
1: Um, does, are you tracking yeah. what
0: I'm saying here?
1: So essentially what you're saying is everyone's going to have a different journey that leads them to salvation. There's only one way to salvation. Uh, but you're going to have a different journey to get to that point.
0: Right. Everybody has it. So there, there are people that have been in different religions, um, uh, and different faith backgrounds that, that through their journey, they were sincere. They they really, they really wanted to know God. I'm air quoting people can't see. And, and, and were led to the God of the Bible, the Christian God, and and the only access to the Father and the only access to salvation was through Jesus. And they had to. So, so there is there is some um, exclusivity in in that it's exclusively only through Jesus. So, I don't want anyone to hear that I'm saying that no, you can just come in from every different angle and that's going to get you access. Absolutely not. You've got to go through Jesus. Um, I, and yeah, so I'm kind of talking about like everyone's journey is a little bit different that brings them to God. So, you know, the other thing and, and with that, and I hadn't heard about this until uh, a little while ago. And so I'm not super well versed on it is something called the universal witness of the gospel. And, and if I can, in in layman's terms or the best way my brain can understand that is that God has been telling us about himself from creation, whether it's through literal creation, you know, creation shows the handiwork of God and and it declares um, him uh, from the Holy Spirit going out from all these different, you know, uh, prophets and, and people like God has been continually telling us about himself. And and i think the premise of the universal witness of the gospel though is that no one is without excuse everybody every god has been witnessing to everybody so you know we've we've often thought of and i don't know if you've heard it but like people will say well what about a tribe that hasn't been discovered yet that's never had an opportunity well they're held accountable with what knowledge they do have but yeah. the universal witness of the gospel would say that god has been witnessing to them that i mean the holy spirit goes out to, to bring all men back um, to him. So uh, now I'm not being dogmatic on any of that. It, it, I was just, when this question came up, it just kind of brought to my mind um, that that God has always been trying to, to bring us all back. Okay, now, I'm sorry. My brain's all over the place on this one now. I think though this is a really good question and it's a good one for us to have an answer to because we live today in something called a pluralistic culture. Uh, we are in the, what What do they call it? Um, po- the postmodern. Are we in the postmodern? Have we left the postmodern now into something new yet? Or are we still there?
1: Uh, I don't know. But,
0: but the whole point is, the whole point of the postmodern movement or era or whatever in a pluralistic culture is that there's more, you know, everybody's, Everybody's truth is truth. Everybody's, you know, what you think is right is right. And, and the, you know, what you think is God, that's fine. Right. And so the issue that, that Christianity is, is coming up to, you know, today is that it's we don't believe that. We don't believe that just anyone's truth is truth and that, that there's many ways to get into heaven or, you know, to have a right relationship with God, we, we clearly stand on scriptures like this, where Jesus says he's the way, the truth and the life. And no one comes to the father except through him, right? Like that there is no give or take in that it's either through Jesus or it's not. You're, you're either in or you're out. Um, And that doesn't fly today for people. um, And it creates lots of conversation that you see on TV and, and, and we get labeled as um, what, what, what would be the word? We're non-tolerant. Yeah.
1: Um, Haters. Sorry? Haters and all kinds
0: of... Right. Um, so being able to have an answer to this, is there only one way to God? I think today is an, is, is an important one to have. Um, if you wanted to succinctly end this question with an answer, Andrew, how would you wrap it up?
1: Oh man, I would just say, yes, there's only one way to salvation, which is how I'm taking this question. agree you know, there' only only one way to God is there only one way to have a personal relationship with God and that is through you know acceptance of Jesus Christ asking for forgiveness and and there's only one one way to do that. Uh, and it's not complicated you know, the whole, you know, the overlying story of that whole thing and what that means is complicated, but the act is, you know, it's essentially very simple. Um, and as much as people, like you said, want to think that we can create our own path and we can have our own opinions on how things work. Um, it's just not the case with Christianity.
0: Yeah, you're right. Um, and for those, if you're know, if, if you listening to this podcast, and, and I wasn't trying to make it overly complicated, um, and I know that I went in different places with this question, I agree with you. I think that what they're asking is about salvation. Is there only one way to salvation? Um, yes. And Andrew, I agree with everything you just said. So if you're listening to this podcast and you're asking a similar question about that, um, it is as simple as as something that we call prayer. And we believe prayer is just talking to God. It's like Andrew and I are talking now. We can have that type of communication with God. Um, now it doesn't need to be over a Zoom call and that's the beautiful thing. <laughs> uh, not a sponsor. Uh, and, and you just talk to God uh, and with what knowledge you have, you don't have to have all the answers. And, and I want to make this super clear. You don't need to get your life cleaned, quote unquote, cleaned up before you come to God. Um, let me make it super clear to you that God wants you to come to him exactly how you are right now listening to this podcast. With, with If if there's sin in your life, if there's whatever is going on, he wants you exactly where you are and who you are right now. Uh, and all you've got to do is to ask him to to come into your life. You know, the words I used, I remember being six years old and I asked Jesus to come into my life and to forgive me for my sins the things that I did wrong that go against what he would want for my life. Um, and I asked him to forgive me. And that's when I became a Christian. I asked Jesus to come in, forgive me for my sins. And he restored the relationship with me and, and God. And and then, it, then the journey begins. And the cool thing is this, is that he loves you exactly where you are right now with all the dirt, with all the grime. But he, and, and if you're willing to come to him, he loves you so much that he won't leave you there that if you're willing and will okay, I'm, I'm preaching a sermon now. Um, <laughs> well, just that everybody loves Jesus being their, their savior, right? People, people really, um, that's, that's the first thing people think of when you think of Jesus is he's, you know, he's, he's our savior and absolutely he is. But the other thing is this is uh, is he's the Lord, Lord and savior. And, and to make him your Lord means that you submit your will to his, and and that that can take a lifetime to do but uh i would and i think andrew and if if the bald eagle were here and that other secret guest if he was here uh every one of us have made that decision and i would say um 100% that we've never regretted that decision
1: 100%
0: you were shaking your head and i'm like oh please andrew use your words <laughs> All right, Andrew, move us on. Get us out of here.
1: All right, we're going to another Yahoo question. Whoop, whoop. Yahoo user dude asks, "How do I gain night vision?" Now, let me
0: just say right off the bat, to to be able to get the username dude on the internet to be the first one to get it legit not dude 007 or dude underscore whatever or like using i'm in. i was already i felt like i was in the presence of internet royalty when i read this
1: (laughs) well it is is yahoo
0: (laughs) okay well they were there they were the they were the originals they were there before anything do you remember the the days yahoo do you remember oh do you remember the days when you would use yahoo as the search engine
1: yeah, I remember when like you there was all kinds like ask Jeeves. Ask Jeeves? I did Ash
0: Jeeves and I felt like I, I felt like I was uh what hip? I don't know. Like it <laughs> it didn't feel like Ash Jeeves was mainstream, so it felt like if you're using Ash Jeeves you were like you, you yeah. were on the inside track of the coolest thing to do. Yeah. Now uh,
1: there's now there's Google and Bing.
0: And I can't stand Bing sorry Bing I'll turn away those sponsorship dollars I'll, I'll say it I don't care for Bing <laughs> uh, alright so how do I gain night vision uh, hmm carrots is it <laughs> is it carrots that if uh, you eat they give you better uh, night vision they give you better eyesight <laughs> okay not
1: night vision <laughs>
0: no oh I've been okay
1: well I don't know maybe
0: <laughs> okay hold on I'm going to do a quick something search on this one uh, do you care get, I'm going to it ask Jeeves uh, I don't know I think uh, it's ask.com now oh I got askjeeves.net and it looks just like the old one Really? Yep. Somebody's
1: revived it.
0: Well, it looks like it's a Google search in the end, but uh, okay. Uh, Can eating carrots... Oh, it's turn you orange. Improve your vision. Improve your night vision. Not night videos. Oh, my word. Can eating carrots improve your night videos? What does that even mean? (laughs) Five foods you must not eat. Uh-oh. Uh oh. Factor
1: fiction.
0: On a rail- rabbit trail. Oh, nice. Rabbits and carrots. Come on. Oh. Uh, factor fiction. Carrots improve your vision. Can scarfing carrots really help you see better in the dark? Um. Can okay, let's skip down to the. The answer is yes. Under certain conditions, eating carrots will help improve eyesight. Uh, you heard it here first. However, I'd really recommend that you not you. That we are not doctors or have any training uh, or optometrists or any of that. So uh, how do I gain night vision? Turn on a light.
1: That's light vision.
0: Oh, darn it, Andrew. <laughs> All right. So we got user uh, Stephen Amell says, and he gives a list of four things. One of them I already read. But uh, he says, never done before eye replacement surgery. Replace human eyes with feline eyes. However, and I appreciate that he puts this in there for the, for, the, for the person that might just see the first option and go with it. He then says, risk of never seeing again. So, I mean, do you want feline night vision or, and is it worth risking blindness? Uh, number two, night vision goggles. So, I mean, that is one way to gain it. Uh, number three, special night camera for those special night videos that we were talking about a minute ago. And then he says, number four, turn on lights. But it seems like Andrew does not care for that one.
1: What would you do, Andrew? I, I just think, uh, did you ever see the movie Pitch Black?
0: No, I'm thinking of Pitch Perfect. Oh. <laughs> with, uh,
1: with Vin Diesel. Oh, yes. And he he. He gets his eyes like I forget what they do with them in the movie, but he can see in the dark because he's in, he's in prison so long and he gets this special thing done to his eyeballs, so we just need to do that, whatever that was,
0: okay, we'll need to rewatch the movie uh and see if we can pick up some see if we can pick up some notes uh, in all seriousness, how I gain night vision is I generally um stare into the dark for a while and then my eyes adjust. I'm pretty sure that's just biology. Yeah,
1: that's a good uh, method.
0: Yep. All right, Andrew, get us out of here.
1: Oh, where am I going?
0: Well, we're going to scroll down, skip a few things. We'll save those other things for next week. Uh, Oh, actually, do you have a product that you'd like to write? I opened it up just for a product recommendation.
1: Oh, look at this bubbly. Wow. What a great drink. You know there is zero calories, zero fat, zero sodium, zero carbs, zero sugars, and zero protein. It's like drinking nothing, <laughs> but it's cherry flavored, bubbly. Uh,
0: that's great. That was that was going to be mine. So why don't you uh, why don't you read the blue and g- <laughs> wasn't for real? Why don't you read the blue and get us out of here?
1: Yeah. Right. Uh, You can follow our podcast at Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Oxford Holy Club or email oxfordholyclub at gmail.com. Hashtag, I did this last time and I messed it up. Uh, What's the hashtag OH Club for? Well, Andrew, I'm I'm glad you asked. On the socials?
0: On the socials.
1: Okay. uh, Give us a five star rating on iTunes. And if you leave a five star rating, we'll read it on air.
0: Not only that, but you can also call into the show and leave us a one minute voice message. So click on the link uh, in the description and ask us anything, leave a comment, tell us what you like, even tell us what you don't care for. Um, Constructive criticism is welcomed. And unless you tell us otherwise, and unless it's constructive criticism, we'll put it on the show. Uh, but you know what? We also don't pay to advertise, and so any growth that we do have is coming f- directly from you sharing us with others. So if you could do us a favor, like the podcast, you know, subscribe, but also let somebody else know about it. If 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 every one of you just told one, that would double our our fan base. We we could have five. Wait, that's th- that would be weird because then that means we have two and a half right now. We could have six. <laughs> six fans. You know what? But more importantly, folks, until next time, keep spiritually fit and have fun.